Welcome to another Do Loss Deliberation. Today we are going to talk about an article from Life News regarding a comment that Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, made to uh, Teen Vogue uh, magazine for uh, teenagers. So before we get into the article, I want to ground us in what the Bible says regarding good and evil. In Isaiah 5.20, God says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And verse 21 says, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. And this is the curse of those who call things that are good evil and things that are evil good, namely in this context, abortion. And we'll see Elizabeth Warren do that. But I think we are all guilty of that, even personally speaking, where we try to justify our own sin, thinking that if we can make an excuse for this sin that we're about to commit or the sin that we just did commit, it's essentially we're, we're calling it good. We're saying that it's OK. It's fine. You know, I can I can get away with this in my own conscience. This is okay for me to do. But the problem is that that God has laid down laws that are objectively good and objectively evil. So whatever God says to do is good. Whatever God says not to do is evil. And those things are unchanging. They've never changed and they won't change for 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 us. Um, no matter how long we live, and that's the issue when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the sins that people are committing are transgressions of the law of God. First John tells us that sin is the transgression of the law, the law of God. When God says this, that you ought not to lie and you lie, you are doing something evil. And if you think lying is good, then you are showing yourself to be under a curse for calling something evil as good. And this is the issue with Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, who is a very well-educated lady. She uh, is a lawyer. She was a former Harvard Law professor. So she's not a necessarily, an, she's not an uneducated person. She's, she's what, she's a erudite person, a, a wise person, or not, I wouldn't say wise, but at least somebody who's intelligent and has some knowledge and, and knows, quote unquote, what she's talking about. But in this life article, uh, life news article, it starts out like this. It says, Elizabeth Warren believes abortion on demand is key to women's freedom and democracy as a whole. In an interview with Teen Vogue, the Massachusetts senator said she is worried that the U.S. Supreme Court may weaken or overturn Roe v. Wade when the justices, justices hear a major abortion case out of Mississippi in the fall. And here's what she's quoted as saying. Both voting and access to abortion are basic. They're about the functioning of our democracy and about the protection of personal autonomy. Protection of access to basic health care, which is code for abortion, means your autonomy as a human being is fully respected by the law, that you will make the decisions about yourself. To me, that's part of the heart of what all of this is about. So she's saying that you can't have a functioning democracy if you don't have the basic right uh, to kill your baby, essentially speaking. She's saying that you cannot have a democracy that is flourishing, that is successful without having the ability to kill your baby, because if you don't have that ability, you're taking away personal autonomy. And the problem is, like I said in one of the previous Dulas uh, deliberations where uh, you had the graduate from Texas, a high school graduate, talking about how 
taking away the the right to abort your child is taking away your autonomy, taking away your bodily your bodily autonomy. And nobody wants to stop and ask the question, well, didn't you have the autonomy when you laid down with the man that you uh, that you slept with? Didn't you have the autonomy to choose whether or not to do that act? And then if you get pregnant, why do you think you now reserve the right to kill the baby that is a, is a result of your of your sin? But that's who we are as fallen creatures. We want to justify our sin and we want to escape the consequences of our sin so that we can continue to do the sin without having to bear any of the responsibilities that come with that sin. So it's a false choice. I mean, you to pretend that you can you either have unrestricted access to abortion or you can't have personal autonomy is just it's a, it's a false choice. It's just the result of a darkened mind. It's a, it's the result of somebody who is now called good evil and evil good. I mean, the fact that people back a couple of years ago, uh, or now I guess now three years ago, when Brett Kavanaugh was coming into uh, was the pick that uh, former President Trump had to to be the replacement for Justice Kennedy. What was the number one issue that people on the political left were frightened about? He's going to take away the he's going to take away the right to abortion, and that shows you where we are in this culture, in this country, where people's main fear from a new Supreme Court justice is that they won't be able to kill their babies, they won't be able to kill the babies that they produce willingly. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, the Guttmacher Institute did a study, and ninety nine percent of abortions are just because having a baby would change their life. That was the number one reason given that women wanted an abortion. It would change their life having a baby. And of course, if you're smart, if you have, if you understand human nature, if you understand humanity, <laughs> of course, having a baby will change your life. It's a huge deal. It's a, it's a life-changing event, especially for the mother. But people were so frightened that Brett Kavanaugh would take away their right to kill their baby that they didn't they protested they were angry they were they were yelling literally at the sky they were protesting up at the capitol building and it was just a, one of those huge contentious moments in american history and even if you look at the answers that Brett Ka Brett Kavanaugh gave regarding abortion talking about how it's settled law or it's uh you know it's not something that he's really going to he really wants to overturn at least it didn't it ain't really intimated i mean if you're going to be on the supreme court of the land you can't flat out say that abortion is evil it's wrong it's murder and i will not if i get to this court uh uh uphold this law i'll seek to overturn it but obviously that wasn't the case and obviously that's not the case now today because we still see the law as being uh upheld and there's been no uh, shown there's been no indicator from Brett Kavanaugh that he seeks to overturn this law or even from the most recent judge that former President Trump picked um, her name escapes me now but uh, Amy Coney Barrett she's not she's supposedly some staunch Catholic and and clearly she was a smart lady when you watched her when you watched her um, her her uh, review before the Senate, she was referring to cases in detail just off the top of her head. So she's clearly a brilliant woman, but to not want to challenge the abortion law is just flat out dereliction of duty when you can't do. And this is an easy one. This is not something that's hard or difficult. It's only hard or difficult because it's not what the majority wants, as if the majority gets to determine what is right and what is wrong, when clearly that's not the case. 
Who cares what the majority says? But the law of God says this is wrong. It's wrong. That's it. That's that's the end of the discussion. There's nothing needed. There's no debate needed to be had about whether or not it's okay to kill children. There's no debate that needs to be had whether or not it's okay to molest children or to sexually abuse them. There's no debate that needs to be had whether or not it's okay to kill innocent people. We know this because the law of God says thou shalt not murder. It's clear. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And there's no argument around that. And uh, so the rest of the article talks about some of the more comments that she makes referring to polls and things like that, as if that's some kind of argument where, oh, well, the majority of Americans support Roe v. Wade. Again, that doesn't matter. What does God say? What does God reveal in his word? That's the only thing that matters and should matter to anybody who actually has a fear of the Lord, which is a problem. Senator Warren does not fear the Lord. She has no fear of God in her before her eyes, as the Bible says. They just want to do, she wants to do what she thinks is right. She wants to do what's right in her own eyes. And she's gotten to the point where now she's under the curse of God because she is now calling good evil and evil good. She calls those who want to uh, restrict abortion hostile. Um, she calls them, you know, wanting to. Uh, restrict women's autonomy as if they want to just subjugate women by not allowing them to kill their babies. And it's just, it's a false, uh, it's a straw man. It's a, it's a false attack. And it's just uh, saddened to see that the leaders are best and brightest among us are now under the curse of God. They're, they're, they're uh, under a woe. And now we are living in the result of when you have leaders who don't fear God, and now we have a culture that has been corrupted. But again, I think um, somebody makes it. I've heard this from Ben Shapiro a lot, so I'm not sure if it's a, if it originated with him. But I think it's it's true. Politics is downstream of culture. Senator Warren wouldn't be where she was if the culture wasn't already there before she got into office. So because this, by virtue of the fact there's there's millions of people within America that love abortion, that want to protect abortion, that want to fight for abortion, they want to fight to kill innocent children in the womb that's why we have leaders that want to do that and that's part of the the degradation of a culture who does not fear god so um remember there's objective good there's objective evil and what god has revealed is what is objectively good and what is objectively evil namely in his law you want to know what's good read the read the law of god you want to know what's evil read the law of god We'll continue to talk more about this in further episodes. But thank you for listening today, and I will see you on the next Dulos Deliberations.